Hello and welcome back to the 12th episode of the Most Traveled Podcast. My name is Joe Altaffer, here again with my dad, Bill Altaffer. And today we're going to talk about his May 2022 trip to Croatia. So dad, take it away. Well, I kind of didn't want to do a show on Croatia. And I thought about that during the Croatian trip. And the reason why is I kind of didn't want the word to get out about how great Croatia is. I had been there in the 70s, and uh, when I would do tours in the past, they'd be whirlwind. And so you'd be one or two cities within the country for three or four days, and you're on to the next country. In this case, I spent three weeks in Croatia and uh, could have spent longer and planning on going back a year from now and doing the eastern part. But what we did was various people, my small group that I take around the world, we uh, came from the United States and hit a hub such as Munich or Frankfurt or London and then flew on to Split, which is Croatia's second largest city in the north of Croatia. And there we spent... uh, three or four days absorbing the jet lag that we acquired on the way there. It's uh, a nine-hour time difference, so you're same time as Paris and Berlin, etc. But still, it makes you a little woozy until you adjust. So uh, Split is a great entry point to Croatia. It's either an entry point or it's an exit point. Uh, some people might come from the south and exit uh, from Split in the north, but we came into Split, and it's on the Dalmatian coast. Uh, the Adriatic Sea is to the west, and then Italy is the next uh, country uh, from the Adriatic. And so you've got palm lined promenades in this ancient Roman ruin which became the set for Game of Thrones so you see lots of shops selling trinkets from the Game of Thrones you have a small museum there that depicts uh, things about making that series and uh, Croatia has a lot of castles so when you go outside of of Split you'll see uh, sets where uh the game of thrones was photographed so it looked not too man-made like they didn't have to use too much no they used the the natural backdrop because it's not dramatic uh basically split is in diocletian's palace diocletian meaning a roman ruin from two thousand years ago so it's a unesco site and, and that's the main attraction that today where the tourist hotels are and the sets for Game of Thrones is right in the, uh, in the, in the middle of Split. Right. So walk us through the trip. What did you see that you found interesting? Where would you go? Well. How long was it? It was three weeks, and I'm trying to do longer trips with less movement. In other words, not one night in a hotel, but two or three at least. So starting in Split, 
Um, we went to Mastrovic's gallery, and this guy was a very, very famous sculptor and author, and his works are depicted in one of his mansions. It's a museum now, and it was quite impressive. These sculptures were ginormous, huge things, of, mostly of the human body, and very imposing, either marble or, or bronze. And they're in a garden inside and outside of his castle-type uh, uh, abode that he uh, had built. He designed it as an architect, and then it faces the uh, Adriatic Sea right there. And so that was worth a couple hours, definitely looking at his sculptures. Uh, some were made of, uh, besides bronze, marble, wood, plaster, and... Uh, he had an extensive library there that we we got to look at, and that's on the coastline, uh, in the in the in the city of Split, and then going outside of town just a little bit, we went to uh, Marjan Hill, which is a uh, part of a wooden peninsula, and it's the old part of Split, and when Emperor Diocletian uh, was there, that's where he put his palace, and uh, he's he set up an area there that remains today as a natural park with great views of the water and uh, the many islands that are in Croatia. There's over 900 islands and most of them are occupied and easy to reach. So after a couple days there in Split, we uh, boarded the Mama Maraj cruise ship and it's pretty typical of the tourist ships that go between Split and Dubrovnik in the south. They're ships that hold about 40 people. So 20 rooms are is the capacity on these modern, clean uh, yachts and with great food, etc. So we boarded the, the cruise ship and we... Uh, took off for these islands to the west and uh, each one had a, a different character. Some of them are known as the party islands, which are starting up about now. We were there before the season got going. A May. lot of young people. and There will be. Gotcha. When school gets out. Right. But right now, um, it's uh, preseason. Actually, right now is the best time to travel anywhere in the world in May. It's, it's just the best uh, because of the weather and the crowd, the crowd level is, is, is less. Gotcha. So is it, you didn't, did you end up visiting Havar at all or? Yeah, we, we visited uh, a Troger, Bol, Vis, uh, and they were all different size uh, islands, but they had a, a similarity. We got to go to one of the islands where, uh, unbeknownst to many people, Marco Polo was born. So we went to his house, which is now a museum. And uh, if you look in Wikipedia, they'll tell you he was born in Venice and uh, died in Venice, but that's not really true. Uh, Croatia was a part of the Venetian Empire. And that's how that got misconstrued. Gotcha. Why do you think that is? 
Um, well, I think probably Venice wants to claim uh, that uh, he came from there when actually he's Croatian. Just like Mario Andretti, their famous race car driver, everyone thinks he's Italian, but he wasn't. He's Croatian. Italy's right next door to Croatia. And so it's just a common misnomer. And uh, these islands uh, were walkable, bikeable, uh, and it's usually a seven-day program. And then you terminate in the south in Dubrovnik, which is a fantastic, beautiful, uh, started by the Greeks and Phoenicians and finished by the Romans, port. And uh, excellent restaurants, great seafood, uh, very, very safe, uh, no graffiti, no beggars. And one thing that just stood out in my mind the most of was no potholes. The entire country has the most pristine roads. And, and the freeways, you'll see my driver, Christian, super guy, uh, took us after we got off the ship after a week-long cruise, took us the rest of the way in Croatia. He said, you see these land bridges going across the freeway? And they were man-made, and they were set up so that animals could migrate without being uh, hit by automobiles, etc. And uh, I haven't seen that in too many places. It, it was it was quite humanistic. So um, going south on our way to Split, like you say, we went to Havar, and we went to the the Blue Cave uh, in Havar, which is uh, like a a grotto of uh, clear blue water. And we went in a smaller boat and viewed that. Uh, the food on the ship was fantastic. The the crew and the captain entertained us with music, and uh, it was outstanding. Um, finally, like I said, we, we, we got off the ship in, in Dubrovnik, and these are places that are worth going back uh, over and over again. Right. Interesting. So what happened next? Next, we went to the uh, Konavi region, located in the southernmost tip of Croatia, and uh, next to Montenegro and Bosnia. They had wars uh, as recently as 20 years ago with the Serbians, and uh, there's still scars uh, throughout Croatia, but they... They try to clean up as much of the war damage, and they don't really want to talk about it much. The the um, Montenegrins and the Bosnians uh, tried to assimilate Croatia, which is uh, one of the eight states that were part of the former Yugoslavia. So uh, basically Croatia won the war, went to a stalemate, and... Uh, but you wouldn't know it. You, it's, it's certainly not a warlike uh, uh, environment. We took a cable car up in Dubrovnik and got these views of the, the blue Adriatic. And you, you could see a little bit of damage uh, 
up at the top of the uh, of the uh, cable car, which is kind of neat because <laughs> when you get in the cable car, there's a Swiss cowbell at the bottom terminal, uh, kind of enshrined like a monument, and that's because the Swiss uh, built that cable car, and so they commemorated it by putting a cowbell cowbell at the bottom. Right. Hotels, all four or five star hotels, spick and span, kept in very good shape. Uh, restaurants had fantastic international food, but the seafood was the, the highlight of the trip. And then as we moved in a van with uh, Christian, our driver and guide, to the eastern part of Croatia, uh, we would encounter small villages. And in one specific place, they took us on a small boat out into this freshwater lake where uh, they pulled these uh, clams. And so the freshwater oysters were the best I've ever had. And usually I don't even like oysters. But in this lake where they took us, I must have had at least 20. And so the freshness of the food was uh, remarkable throughout throughout Croatia, but especially the seafood. And uh, we also went to an artist's uh, shop where she raised silkworms. And we got to see how she did it uh, from the very beginning of uh, the, the little you know, worms that are just microscopic, and then she uh, goes through the process of making silk. And the, the cocoon uh, thread and the dyeing and the weaving, she does it all there in her studio. And, and, and that was unbelievable. Then we went to a uh, farmhouse that uh, attracts tourists where they show how Croatian families used to live and uh, how they produced olive oil, which is supposed to be some of the best in the world, cheese, wine, grape brandy. And it was, it was, it was well worth doing. Uh, we were just privately doing it. And uh, as we left, a larger group came. So it was, it was a pleasure be, to be the only ones at the farmhouse uh, on the tour. Um, so that was when you were on the boat. No, this is when we got off the boat. Gotcha. And, and got in the car and, and drove, you know, to the eastern part of Croatia. So as you're nearing, like, the, the end of the trip, what else did you f find pretty notable? Um, the Plevis Lakes. And these lakes are a UNESCO site. And it takes really two full days to explore them. They're a national park and there's a huge amount of walking, probably a total of 15 miles. So you divide it into two days. So you're talking maybe a seven mile walk along the river and viewing fantastic waterfalls. Uh, in a few spots, you can get on a boat and cross the lake and then start walking again. Uh, they had a hotel that was within the National Park. Kind of reminded you of Yosemite National Park, 
but the the the, the uh, highlight of this area were the lakes. And I had been to Croatia 30 years ago and never went to these lakes. So by spending more time within the country, I got to see things like that, and uh, that was well worth it. How interesting. So, kind of looking back at this trip as a whole, what do you feel like? You really learn the most because you were talking about that idea of spending more time in places. And let's say you were there for three days. What do you feel like you learned being there for more than that? That there are countries out there that are clean and pristine and safe that you might not hear about. Uh, they aren't in the mainstream of, say, Western Europe. This is Eastern Europe. And uh, there's well worth doing and, and people who do go there uh, you they'll they'll make return trips because it's just it's just too great but then like i said in the start of this thing it's almost like you don't want to tell people about it because it'll change and uh but i guess there's no hope for that there's so many people in the world that uh as people expand their travels they're they're going to discover it i mean it's discovered but uh uh, not as much as Western Europe. Right, right. How interesting. So what are any some final notes you have for people that might be interested in visiting Croatia? Um, you could do it by signing up for a tour. Companies like Gate One do it okay. Uh, you want to make sure that you get the week-long uh, cruise on the Adriatic Sea. That, that that's important part of a visit to uh, Croatia because the sea, these people are, are famous mariners of the world. And if you, if you miss the cruise to the different islands, uh, you're missing half of Croatia. But the other half, you want to do that too. So you, you don't want to just come into Zagreb, the capital, which is how we exited, and just go to Dubrovnik. You want to do more. And... Uh, if you, if you have the time, uh, it's going to be a very enjoyable, safe, easy trip to do. Very modern, good hospitals. Any, anything you need, it's there. Great. Well, I think that wraps up episode 12 of the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes coming in the future. Thank you. Thank you.